There it is. Welcome, everybody. It's Hump Day. You are, of course, live with Scott and Scott. I am one of those Scots. I am Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Reschel, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together we do this each and every day, a little show we call, for now, uh, heading back to the window with Scott and Scott. Zach Vaughn said, I really expected to be much more confusing today. All the transition and shit. Yeah, it's, uh, we've got uh, all kinds of things going on, a lot of moving parts. But our technical people behind the scenes did a great job. They got us set up where we're on both platforms now. So if you're over on the Max Wagers YouTube channel, thanks for doing that. We appreciate it. We are still available, of course, on the Winners and Winers YouTube channel as well. As well as uh, Facebook, Twitter, and... Um, I don't know if Twitch we're still doing. We don't. We still. We don't have Twitch set up yet, but we're still okay. doing Facebook. We're still doing Twitter, and we're still doing YouTube. So it's good to be here. As of course we are, as alluded to, we are now part of the match match the Max Wagers Network. I'm excited. We did Allie Burns show last night. Had a great time with you and me and Chris. That's going to be a regular feature, I believe, of the Tuesday evening show. So we'll be over there, going at it, uh, cutting each other's throats, having a good time. And yeah, other than that, I think everything is going to stay the same as the schedule. I will uh, let you guys know there's some there's some great shows that they uh, that they have going on, and it's it's a lot of fun. Have you have you listened to any of them yet, Scott? Yeah, I've listened to a couple. I can't say that I've listened to it in its entirety. I've been pretty busy the last couple of days, right? But yeah, I've listened to some. Yeah, they got uh, midday money with Sean Higgs. That's noon Eastern time, and then of course it goes right into Morning Wood with Allie. And it's then, uh, of course, just parlays with Chris King. It's us, and then the show I listened to last night. These guys know their hockey. It's game time decisions with Nick and Tim and Lenny. That's five p.m. Eastern. So, check out all the fun stuff over there on the Max Wagers Network. Make sure you get subscribed to the channel, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, check out our partners, Bet MGM. Still got the great deal going. Uh, man, there are uh, they. They've really extended this, and it's really cool. It's a thousand dollar. First time free bet. If you uh, that's basically what it com- comes down to, because if you lose, they reimburse you. If you win, hey, you've won. So congratulations. It's basically a risk free opportunity for all those new players. Got to be, of course, in a state where BetMGM is. Must be eighteen years old, or excuse me, must be twenty one years old. What country am I in? Must be twenty one years old to play. And of course, if you have a gambling problem, call one eight hundred. Gambler, I believe, is the nationwide number. Of course, your state probably has one as well. So, I do have a question, by the way. Sure, what's up? So, I'm looking at YouTube, and I don't see the live stream on the Winners and Winners page. Okay, well, uh, I'm looking at it, and it looks like... I see JC there from YouTube, so I guess it's on, but I don't know if it's on the Winners and Winners page too, or only the Max According to what I'm looking at, it is on Max Wagers, and it's on our Winners and Winners YouTube channel as well. Okay. I'm Um, I'm just looking it up. Okay, so JC, where are you watching this? You watch this on the Max Wagers YouTube, or are you watching this on Winners and Winners? This is a very important question that we really uh, need to know, so... Um, what else? Yeah, don't forget to like and subscribe. Of course, I almost almost forgot to plug our show, Scott. So don't forget to like and subscribe and ring that bell. I gotta ring you. You know that song? You ring my no, bell. But I like your version more. <laughs> it's a great disco song. It really is. Um, what else happened? Nevada came back, buddy. New Mexico got off to a big lead. Nevada came back down by one at halftime. You and I have something in common in that game. We have no action on it. So 
Uh, if I was going to play it, I would take Nevada because I'm very anti-New Mexico, but I did not have any action. All right, Gregory Larson said there was two links. I believe I had to click the right one. Max Wagers, Max Wagers, says Gregory Larson. Okay, so... That's right. It's, it's, yeah. I don't see it on the Winners and Winners page. Weird. Very weird because uh, it should have been set up. So it looked like it was set up. So I don't know. Okay. Um, Mike, or means we're, we're probably going to have less people in the chat yes. box than usual. Yes. So just keep that in mind. My guess would be... And I'm going to go out on a limb here. I did something wrong. I'm not, okay. I'm not sure... Because, I don't know, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Apologies to everybody that's having a hard time finding us. It's, you always want transitions to be really smooth and have no change whatsoever. And then... We're, we're still ironing out some of the kinks. Yeah, we have, absolutely. It's the second day. So it's really really the second day that we participated. It really started Monday. We didn't do much different on Monday. And then Tuesday, people were like, uh, you guys should really do something different. Like, okay, we'll do that. So, yeah, welcome. What's up, Tim Earl? Good to have you in, man. It's uh, it's it's great to be here. Good to be here as part of the Max Wagers Network. Matthew Torvik found it. Seek and ye shall find. It's good to be here. Smart ones are here. There you go, Bronco Devil. Nicely done. We gotta want it bad. That's right. You gotta you gotta just a hoop or two. Not it's not a it's not flaming hoops or anything, but you gotta put forth a little effort. So we appreciate that effort. Scott, how'd your day go yesterday? You do any good? Oh, it was okay. I ended up losing my play of the day. It was one of those games where if I told you that the Nets would have 132 points and Durant would play 30, would play 40 minutes, how many points do you think he would score? 40 plus. Yeah, he scored 14. <laughs> I had over 29 and a half. Played 40 minutes. He took 13 shots. He just, you know, took the rest of the game off, let Kyrie go for 50. So right. I lost there. Actually won in hockey a little bit, so I ended up slightly down, but basically broke even. Cool. Wasn't a terrible day, so to speak. Cool. Not bad. Gregory yeah. Larson said, love the show. Just keep doing what you're doing. That's what we that's all we can do, brother. Renzo Brothers says, What up? He says, not here. He's he's here, but not hundred percent watching the Champions League. So I'm surprised you're not here in spirit. I'm surprised you're not watching the Champions League. You you focus. You have nothing else on while the show is on. I'm I'm proud of you. Thank uh, you. Uh, very I'm sorry. Good. Did you say something? What? <laughs> very good. Yeah, I got. I was heartbroken. I split on my premiums. I had Charlotte plus three. They shit the bed in the first half. Rallied a little bit, but not enough. The second half had the New Orleans Memphis over. Loved that. Um, my play of the day was Jacksonville plus three. That was a heartbreaking game for me for a lot of reasons. I had a, a twelve to one. We're actually going to talk about that game. Or yeah. something about that game in a little bit. Yeah, very good. I had Jacksonville to win the tournament at twelve to one. So I was I was disappointed. I, they they'd been good to me all season, but. You come out and shoot 0 for 10 from three-point land in the first half, eh, things ain't going to go well for you. And they didn't. They uh, they cut the deficit in half, with including the big three-pointer at the end that won my parlay. But I had a I had a uh, correlated parlay the on, on the play. second half. Yeah, I had over 65 and minus two. So I liked both those numbers. I was like, there's no way they can shoot that cold in the, in the second half, and they didn't. So anyway, let's get rolling. Let's talk about uh, what happened yesterday. Let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's, uh, oh, Fox, yeah, that's, uh, went three for nine on three throws. That's, that's inexcusable for NBA player, too. What's up, James? Everybody's finding us. Okay. St. Mary's pushed. Yeah. Oh, you bought the half. See, this would normally be the time I tell you that don't ever buy the half because it doesn't make sense mathematically, but bad day for that. So, congratulations on buying the half, buddy. <laughs> well done, indeed. All right, Scott, there was some fun yesterday. There was, uh, of course, there was winners. There was whiners. There was people that uh, 
had their uh, had their heart broken, if you will. They had the uh, proverbial three point shot at the end uh, that absolutely beat them. So let's find out who they were, who were the winners, who were the whiners, who were the losers, if you will, and who took it in the shorts, who took it to the bank. Let's find out who it is on today's edition of Call the Cops. All right, very good. Let's uh, get her rolling and uh, take a look. In the NHL, if you had the Kraken, uh, and man, you guys got any more of that? You got any guys more of that Kraken? Um, if you had Kraken on the puck line plus one and a half against the Leafs, holy shit, they were in good shape, Scott. They led four to three with less than a minute, 11 minutes left. Leafs, they ain't done. Leafs don't give up. They scored three unanswered goals, including the proverbial empty netter with 47, 42 seconds left. Kraken lose by two. Is the empty netters uh, the, the hockey version of um, the uh, fouling fest there at the end, Scott, when you, when you just never know when you end up putting up 18 points in the last minute to beat your under? Yeah, it's really the only equivalent you can make between the empty netter would be the scramble point fouling situation, which we're obviously going to get to for these other bad beats, but it's as close as you're going to get. Right. Very good. All right. Go ahead, buddy. Talk about uh, talk about the Jacks. So for the second one, we're going to talk about the championship game between North Dakota State and South Dakota State. I know when we were on air, it was six, but if you got an early it was North Dakota State plus five and a half, and they were in good shape. They were down four with the ball with about eh, 10 seconds left or so. They missed a shot, and then South Dakota State was actually draining the clock. I believe they drained it down to one second. And then after nine seconds came off the clock, North Dakota State said, Time to foul! Well, it's, it's better now than never. <laughs> so they fouled with one second left when down four points for whatever reason. South Dakota State made both free throws, and North Dakota State lost by six. That's pretty rough. You know, we talked about that before these tournaments got started, that you had to look at scramble points when factoring in your over-unders. If you had a game that you thought was going to be within three to six, even seven points, it's the last game of the season for a lot of these teams, and they're like, you know what? We got we got no shot. We, we better foul them because a tiny, tiny infinitesimal one in a thousand shot is better than no shot. You're so. down one with... Wait, you're down four with one second left. Oh, I know. Game's over. Yeah, go home. Game's over. Like, get it. Go home. Cue the Ferris Bueller meme. Yeah, it's over. You're still here. Why are you still here? It's over. Uh, go uh, home. So, moving to the West and the West Coast Conference out there in Vegas, baby. If you I believe the- you said the the you have to be worried when it's within seven points or so. <laughs> shooting, right? Yeah, with with less than ten seconds, if you're within seven, yeah. you're gonna get fouled, mm-hmm. unless you need it. Unless you need yep. it, then they're then they play smart basketball. Just saying, keep that number in mind. When we talk about this one. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the St. Mary's Gales plus twelve and a half against the Zags. Uh, St. Mary's down twelve with twelve seconds left. What is the ball game at that point, Scott? Uh, it's over. It's over. It's over. Go home. The Gales. Uh, nope. I got to foul them because you know things can happen. <laughs> uh, guess what, Gonzaga. They made one of the two free throws. St. Mary's loses by 13. Can you imagine the collective fucking groan at the sports books all across Las Vegas and all across the country for that matter? But I'm just thinking of Vegas, those huge sports books. And they foul them with 12 seconds. And they're like, oh my God. 
Oh man, I'm going to assume Not in good. the sports books there were probably more cheers than groans because most people, probably, especially the public, probably on, had Gonzaga on the Zags. I liked uh, I liked the Zags there. Of course, I liked them the night before too, so they scared me off of this game as they I watched them puke up that lead there in the second half. Well, the of, logic there is Gonzaga lost to them the previous meeting, but they're too good to lose two in a row to them, so you figured they'd be motivated, so to speak. But at the end of the day. You're fouling down 12 with 12 seconds to go. Really? You got nothing better to do with your time? So after spending, I don't know, the last three months making fun of you can't beat a team three times and how stupid that is, I think every team that is that won the first two games lost the third one yesterday. I think yesterday that's true. I know Zodwig, <laughs> who's been in the chat box before, mentioned on Twitter a couple of days ago there were eight matchups like that. Right. And the team that won the first two meetings went six and two. Is that is that so, what... It- at, the, at least for that day. Okay. So I believe is definitely still a myth in my opinion, based it, it on is. several years it of is. sample size. But this year I have noticed more of these 0-2 teams actually playing better the third time around. Pick the wrong year to stop sniffing glue. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> All right. So there was some good news out there. There was the opposite, of course, of Call of the Cops. These are the people that had the nice, easy wins. They're just sitting there in their Barco lounger having a big fat uh, Joe Burrow type cigar because you're in the rocking chair. So, looking at the first one, if you had Bryant minus three against Wagner, thank you. They led by 26 points at the half. You had to wait about an extra 20 minutes because you had a brawl in the fan section, but eventually they continued the game and Bryant won by 27. You don't know how goofy that sounds to people in the Midwest. Brian, I got to throw it out there. They had to delay the game for 20 minutes because the fans were trying to punch each other. No, I know, but Bryant and Wagner, two schools that I guarantee you 98% of the people in Missouri don't know where they are. And- I'm happy for, for Bryant, though. They've had a couple of chances to make their first NCAA tournament, a couple of home games for the title. They failed until Wagner came out and scored 12 in the first half, and the game was over. I can't remember... Which side of that were we on? I believe you liked Bryant in that one, and I was tempted by Wagner. Okay, okay. I just, I, I just, I, I have to celebrate my wins. That's, that's the, uh, that's. Yeah, it's all good. That's uh, you know, that's that's part of it's part of me. It's part of the celebrating me. So I have to take my wins. So I was gonna dare Bryant to actually not choke away a conference title game at home for once, and they did. They did. They, they got an insurmountable lead even for them. So. Moving to the NBA, you had the Grizzlies, Pels. Grizzlies uh, looked pretty grizzly last night. It's got minus six and a half over the Pelicans. They led by 19 at halftime. They end up winning by 21. That uh, John Morant's a pretty good player, huh? Oh, uh, yeah, he's pretty good. Now, Shaq said he thinks he's the best player in the league, or the best point guard in the league. I think that's absurd. But before I crown him as the best point guard in the league, he has to win a playoff series. But he's a hell of a player. Where do you put him? What number? Who do you put in front of him? I guess I'll, I'm not going to put a number, but I will ask you for comparison. Okay. Would you pick Ja over Chris Paul when healthy? When Well, that's a big caveat. I mean, <clears throat> right? When, when people do the rankings, I'm assuming they're factoring in perfect health. Yeah, I guess so. So, yeah, I mean, I would. I, I would take Chris Paul. But Chris Paul's 10 years older? I didn't say I didn't say take him for the rest of his career. I'm okay. just saying right now, Chris Paul I know can go to the NBA Finals. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I, I've seen that. 
I do think Morant's better than Trey Young, for example. I think it's close. He's a more, I think he's a more complete player. I don't think Trey Young guards anybody. That's the thing. So I'm I think saying. if you're going for comparison, then I would say Morant. But when healthy, I would rather have Chris Paul. Okay, very but good. But either way, uh, looking at the last one, if you had the Bucks and the Thunder over 232, you had 141 points in the first half. And it slowed down a little bit, but not enough for the under because the game landed 257. So we do need to talk about this. We can talk about both of these because I think they're two worthy Donkey of the Day candidates. I put one into mad yeah. and disappointed, but I don't even know if we're going to get to that. There was one automatic Donkey of the Day. Yep. Like automatic. Yep. We got to do it. Let's find Let's find out who it is. It's It's Wednesday. It's hump day. I was trying to have a nice special donkey of the day for Wednesday, and this does not disappoint. You and I have railed about this in the past. We're going to take one more chance to rail about it, and that'll probably put a little bow on that for the season. Let's uh, let's find out who it is on the Hump Day edition of Donkey of the Day. Wait for the shake, Scott. You and I have talked about this situation. We even talked about it a little bit earlier in the show. You want to tell us what the hell is going down in the A-Sun and why Jacksonville State lost in the semifinals and yet is going to the NCAA big dance? So, Bellarmine is a name that I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with now. By the way, yesterday they called it Bellarmine. They called it Bellarmine. The, the announcer said Bellarmine. Is now, it Bellarmine? I don't know. I'm. I'm. I think what I learned was I haven't watched a, a Bellarmine game this year because I'd been okay. pronouncing it Bellarmine all season long. I've been saying Bellarmine, but yeah. Way. I guess the second choice would have been Bellarmine. Bellarmine yeah. would have. Bellarmine would have been a, a distant bronze medal. But anyway, go ahead. Either way, I'm sure a lot of you have never heard of them before this year. Maybe a little bit last year, but there's a reason for that. It's because they were not D1 two years ago. And now in their second year as D1, they ended up winning the conference title. However, according to NCAA rules, because they promoted, they are ineligible from the NCAA tournament for four seasons. So as a result, Jacksonville ended up losing to Bellarmine in the title game yesterday. And they get rewarded with Nada and Jacksonville State, who won the regular season title and fell apart in the tournament still gets to go to the NCAA tournament. Scandalous. I It's one thing, there's really a couple of layers to unpack here for why this is stupid. First of all, I can understand if you want to punish a team for a year or two in order for promotion. Four years. What, are they competing in the Olympics? Four years. I feel like that's a little bit crazy. Second of all, how do you not give it to Jacksonville I, that's... instead of Jacksonville State? Right. Right. I feel like that's the main issue you could have. The four-year thing is absurd in itself, but you can't give it to the team that finished with the bronze medal instead of the silver medal in the actual conference tournament. This doesn't make any sense. I agree. I, I We've talked about this a lot. Obviously, I'm on board as well. Um, imagine, J- imagine you're in the Olympics, right? And you're, you're doing the 100 meters, right? Yeah. And the first place person ends up testing positive for steroids. Imagine they gave the gold medal to the bronze medalist because he was better in the world championship. Or they gave it to the guy that won the heat race or whatever. 
What, what are we doing? <laughs> I agree. This is ridiculous. JC Stone says we need more crowd brawls during lousy games. I 100% agree. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know the team names either. You're right, Bronco. You're absolutely right. Pauly Pavlino says, hey, girlfriend is a centerfold. Nah, 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 nah. So, you know, Scott, it could be worse. You could be like the, the uh, UMKC uh, ruse where they went D1 in 1985 and they said you cannot go to the tournament for 35 years. Oh, it's a great season <laughs> for Bellarmine. I'm, I'm just throwing it out there that even though they knew going into the season they weren't going to be eligible, Jacksonville has to be pissed because you're going to let your rival school – Was it? I'm assuming that they're all conference rivals, but – Still, the one that's in their run. in your same town, you would think they'd be more of a rivalry. Yeah, I'm yeah. assuming that they're pretty annoyed. Do we need? Do we, do we really need two D1 schools in Jacksonville? By the way, uh, I don't know who's getting paid for it, but <laughs> if the profits are good, sure. All right, very good. Uh, all right, let's talk about let's talk about this too because it kind of ties in with what we were talking uh, about. By earlier. the way, one other point: yes. Jacksonville probably not even good enough to make the NIT. No, well, so they're going yeah. from like CIT or CBI. Instead of the NCAA tournament, that's rough. NCAA that's rules very very rough. NCAA tournament rules committee needs to be relegated. I like that. I like I, I like the idea of relegation on the surface. I don't know, I don't know practically how it would work out because obviously the stadiums aren't the same or whatever. But I think I think it'd be fun. Uh, it would certainly if you relegated teams to AAA in baseball, you'd have a lot, you'd have a lot less tank. Oh, sorry, uh, uh, sorry, you guys, uh, Houston, you got to go to the G League. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe not quite so much tanking. That's very cool. I, I like it. For um, the record, I think that even the worst NBA team would absolutely murder the best G League team. Have you noticed in the G League, quick segue, that a lot of these role players like a Svi Mikhailuk and like Jackson Hayes and Nick Stauskas, like they don't really do much on an actual NBA team, but they go to the G League for a week and they drop 50 points? Yeah. Yeah, like fine. Stauskas had a hundred points in two games. He hasn't seen the court in like a year, right? Like, there's a huge drop off between NBA and G League more than people realize. Well, and we talk about it during football season because you know Alabama comes out and trucks somebody by forty in the in the SEC, and you start hearing. I'm saying that's always talked about. You start hearing, saying, you, you, you especially with G League and NBA. Yeah, no, they are not even close to each other. No, not even not even in the same ballpark, so to speak. So, because we yeah we always hear that in football. You think I? You think Alabama could beat the Jacksonville Jack? No, no, they couldn't. No fucking way. No. Take the points. Take the points. He's at the forty. <laughs> God. All right. So let's talk about it real quick here, buddy, because this is something we just talked about. You don't see it in the NBA yet. You saw it in the NBA. Let's talk about the Wednesday edition of I'm not mad, but I am disappointed. <laughs> Scott, what you got you? Uh, what's got you lit up today, buddy? So this would have been donkey of the day in almost any other situation, but the whole NCA Bellarmine situation was too rare to pass up the opportunity. Couldn't pass so that. we're going with Indiana Pacers forward Jalen Smith, and mainly it's the Indiana Pacers because if there was one team that would do something this stupid, it would probably be the Pacers because they've been terrible all season long. Have you ever heard of a team intentionally fouling the other team in a tie game with 12 seconds left? <laughs> what was the uh, – was there a college game where that happened a couple years back? 
I'm sure at, it's at happened the, at on the, at the, it was in the it was in the tournament at the, at the end of the game. One of the I can't remember if it was the NBA or college where one of them lost track of what the score was and did something stupid. I can't remember what it was. Well, but. that's happened when it comes to J.R. Smith, for example, thinking his team was winning. And he decided to dribble the ball around and not shoot. That was like, the one. That was happened, the that was the one I was thinking of. Okay, that's happened where you think your team is winning and they're actually tied. This one, they were tied, right? And they intentionally fouled in a tie game with Cleveland in the bonus. So it wasn't even a foul to give. They just gave away two free throws, right? And the Cavaliers eventually won the game by three. So this would normally be donkey of the day because this is just that dumb. But it's Indiana. We've seen the Pacers do stupid stuff all season long. So I'm not even surprised. I'm not even mad. I'm just disappointed. I get it. I thought Indiana would not be this terrible. Yep. And we probably would be a lot more angry if we had any action on that game. But I did not. I think Indiana's still covered by a hook. But not pretty. Also worth mentioning, the guy they intentionally fouled had 41 points. Garland. They didn't intentionally foul Andre Drummond or somebody who was terrible at free throw shooting. They intentionally fouled an 80 plus percent free throw shooter in a tie game. Bronco Devil wants to know uh, how do you have time to follow the G League? Because it's. Uh, the truth is, I don't. <laughs> it's I see on Twitter, I see a lot of posts for basketball about Stauskis and about Mikhailuk and some of these guys because anytime you see a role player or basically a bust, because that's kind of what Stauskas has been his entire career, who's out of the league, and he's doing all this stuff, and then he drops 57 in a game. In any league, if you drop 50-plus, people are going to notice. Like, we talked about Jimmer dropping 70 in China, like, two years ago. Right. Like, it's a number where it doesn't even matter what league you're in. If you drop 50, 60, or 70, people are going to talk about it on Twitter. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, interesting day today, Scott. The, uh, all, the, all, all the majors get going today? Uh, yes, I believe so. I think, I think that's right. I can't, I think all, all... I'm trying to remember if the SEC officially starts today. I, I think they do. I think they do as well. It shows you, it shows you how close I've been following Mizzou, because I guarantee you... Well, I'm the, saying the Big East starts today. ACC. The ACC. Big 12. Starts today. The Big 12... Uh, so I'm Van- assuming that the yeah, SEC would yeah, start Van- as well. Vanderbilt plays Georgia. Really? Is Mizzou not playing in that game? Is it, They just got to play one? Oh, okay. All right. Way to go, Mizzou. Way to finish not yeah. last. I, I, that surprises me. Um, K-State squaring off today in Kansas City against uh, West Virginia. Take me on Country Road. It's always interesting to see West Virginia play in Kansas City because all the other teams are relatively close regionally. You know, you, it's drivable. Mm-hmm. It's you know it's not a it's not a great drive from Dallas to KC about seven hours or whatever but uh, what going? huh are you going St Louis what the things in St Louis right no it's here it's down the road I'm, really I was gonna go, go to, I was gonna go tomorrow I'm, I got I told you I got I got sweet tickets for tomorrow night my my yeah. my, my daughter works in an office that you, has, said you got tickets I wasn't sure how far away the place no, was oh yeah no dude it's you know fifteen minutes downtown from my oh. house but I don't know if I'm gonna go it's supposed to be like a horrible snowstorm. Like tomorrow night. I mean, not you know. Only not, if your Wildcats win tonight. Not twenty inch. No, it's it would be. Uh, yeah. Um. I'm, I think they even play tomorrow during the day. I don't even think I'd get to see them. Um. I think I would see. I would see. I think it, it's KU plays during the day, 
So I'd have to look at the setup, but I think it's uh, Oklahoma. I get to see uh, Texas Tech and Baylor would be the two, okay. the two big teams. Solid, that's a solid group of teams right there. Yeah, those are the two teams I get to see. So, yeah, I'd be cool with that. So uh, Florida State uh, was not a real sweat. No, that may even be on the show tomorrow. It's, it's going to be on the show tomorrow. It's uh, yeah, Bronco. It's it, the sweet tickets are very cool. She gets a she gets them a couple a couple uh, games to the Royals, and she'll get them a couple three times a year to events at the T-Mobile Center. And she usually takes like her friend if it's a good concert or something. I got to see Martin Lawrence. Nice. <laughs> the sweet tickets, but it's a nice it's a nice perk, and it's a uh, and she's I don't know good kids good kids. I appreciate them taking care of me. So I gotta go. You're right, dude. I'm leaning. I'm leaning towards going for sure. Let's bring the skis. Let's all go, James. I guarantee you they got tickets, James. So come on, come on. Let's go. Um. So we'll see what happens there. Let's go. You, are you, you, and you talk about your Kansas State team playing today? Um. I like them. I, I I like this team quite a bit. I want to see. Um. Um. I wanted to see. I was looking for. I was. Looking you have to check out the status of uh Nor Norvell. Right? Norvell. Yeah, that's what I was trying to. Uh, I was trying to think of his name. I'm assuming he's going to go, That's, but he's been limited in practice during the week. The last report I well, the last report I saw was oh, oh Miss, Missouri does play today. By the way, they play Ole Miss. I knew they had to. Be I thought playing. they played today. I knew they had to be playing first day. Um, they talked about if he was able to have a good practice yesterday, he would probably give it a shot. At least that's you probably looked at RotoWire like I did. He's still questionable for today, so yeah, I, I do expect him to go. I still like this team. Um, they they really. They need him because they 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 were without him for the last two games that they absolutely had to win to have any kind of a sniff of getting into the tournament, uh, and they didn't they they weren't able to get there against Tech or against Oklahoma. So, but I do like him against this West Virginia team. This West Virginia team, we've been down on them for a while, and uh, what have they lost seven seven of their last eight? They beat TCU last time out at home. Uh, they're awful on the road, and even though it's not a true road game, it's a lot more of a road game for them than it is for K State because this isn't a uh, back. This isn't a doubleheader. This is a standalone game, so you're going to have people that come to see the game, and they're mostly going to be K State fans. It's not going to be like not going to be like oh Oklahoma fans waiting for the next game to start where they don't really care. It's anybody anybody there for the most part. You got some West Virginia fans here, but not many. You have a lot more K State fans, obviously, in Kansas City, so it should be a quasi home game. Plus. Wildcats play here once or twice during the season. Uh, they usually do really well crowd-wise. Yeah, they do. They, they're they very loyal, uh, the EMAW people. So, yeah, I like I like K-State there. Utah State, 14-and-a-half. We didn't talk about that. By the way, uh, it was a disappointing day for the farm yesterday because uh, we took— I actually had that originally on Call the Cops, but there were a couple that were worse. They were, they were covering the whole game until the last minute. for— I want to say 39 minutes and 50, uh, sorry, in, I think it was 39 minutes and 48 seconds. Yeah, not not good, not good at all. And the, the, the frustrating part is we 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 put a lot of plays out there when we talked before. They didn't score. Wilmington didn't score for the final two minutes and 20 seconds. Like, they were easily going to cover, yeah. and then they completely just fell apart. Yep. We had we had a couple other plays that we looked at. Both of those won easily. Well, not, eh, they covered comfortably, not not slam dunks. But I don't know if we would have officially. Uh, we, I think we would have ended up winning Davis. The Utah Valley would have been tricky because we were torn between the spread and the team total. Right. I don't think the team total got there. Right. But they ended up covering. But 
Wilmington really just had the game in the bag, and they just handled, they just fumbled it away. Agreed. And the cover. Agreed. So Utah State minus fourteen in a game where the total is one twenty five and a half. Man, that puts that puts Air Force on fifty five and change. Oh God! I know, dude. Utah State is you know definitely definitely much better. But I think I'm just going with the under. I think that's your play. I think that's what you got to do because I mean even Utah State's played under four times in a row. Yeah. So they're struggling a little bit on the offensive side, um, but. The defense is playing really good basketball right right now, and this Air Force offense is dreadful. So, like looking at the pace as well, Utah State's two hundred five. Yeah, and Air Force you automatically know is hey, in the three hundred. I was going to say three forty two. I was going to guess three forty five, but yeah, that's. I was going to say the three forty two. So if you're expecting paint to dry in this game, you're going to get it. But that's also one of those things where you can look at a total, and people are going to automatically say, "Well, what about these shooting numbers?" And even though shooting numbers are important possessions are really important and if you limit the number of possessions because both teams take 25 seconds off the shot clock on any given possession yep and you get no fast break opportunities you tend to see lower scoring games but you look at the regular season first game landed 96 (laughs) and the second game landed 119 yep so i don't know why this totals in the 220s and the 120s i'm gonna take the under yeah i got i got to there uh, Bronco Devils, go Arizona State. I believe you would back that up as well, right? I would, uh, because I actually made a play this morning. It's going to lose, I'm going to warn you, but I got Arizona State to win the Pac-12 at 90-1. to 1. That's, So we're going to let it ride. That's what the first, when, when you told me that, the first thing I said was, did people not learn their lesson with Oregon State last year? To make it to make matters worse, they were fifty to one on DraftKings, and I was tempted to take the fifty to one. Right, and then I decided, you know, I got to do what I always preach and shop my lines. And I saw a ninety to one, and I almost fell out of my chair. That must now, be... they do play; they would play Arizona in the second round if they beat Stanford today. Right. So, is that a great spot? Of course not. You don't want to face Arizona, but. 90 to 1 for a team that's been playing really well for the last three, four weeks. They should be closer to what do you think? 40 to 1? Well, 30 to 1? If you if you win that game, if you win your first game and play Arizona, in essence, you're getting about I don't know, I'd have to do the math on it, but you're you're getting somewhere around 50 to 55 to 1 to beat Arizona. Yeah. So that's that's an incredible get right there. Uh, Bronco Devils got an early three-teamer today, Xavier, Oregon, and Rhode Island. I'm assuming, are you on the spread there, buddy? I'm, I'm okay with that. I looked at that Rhode Island game for my play of the day. Um, that Duquesne team is so bad, so, yeah. I'm Duquesne? A, I'm a fan. Duquesne, yeah, I'm a fan there. I remember, they ended the season losing, it was either 15 in a row or 16 in a row. Uh, a lot, a lot. Uh, Pretty sure it was 16 in a row. I think. Uh, Bronco Devil says Scott's bingo today. Ferris Bueller, John Denver. I'll get a bingo if they say hundo. <laughs> well, now that the pressure's on. Um, oh, money line three teamer, even money. Yeah, yeah, that's I, that's a good solid play. Oh, that's right. Bronco's been playing the uh, he's been playing the money line three teamers for about a week and a half. He's been he's been doing good. He's been making money with it, man. I'll tell you what. By the way, if Duquesne loses this game, can they just match up against Georgetown? To see who's the first team that's going to win since like January. Fucking speaking of relegated, holy. 
That that's the team that those both those teams you could they can go. Uh, Georgetown's going to have to play, so looking looking forward to oh, it. No kidding, no kidding at all. Uh, um, what else you like today, bud? Well, uh, looking at the rest of the college card. Oh, what else do I like? Well, you know, we did the show. We did the show with Allie yesterday. When we I was going to say, yeah, we did totals on that one. We talked. To, we talked about the uh, San Jose State, Fresno State. Man, she loves that San Jose State team. She really does. Do you get well, it? She should because they, they, I mean their totals are constantly mispriced because of what the other team does. But they forget that San Jose State just hands out seventy-five points like it's candy. Well, yeah, and this Fresno State, I mean, they run, they run so slow, but they do, but they scored seventy plus points in each of the two meetings. So you want to tell you want to penciling in them for seventy, you got to like the, your chances with the over. Yep, you want that's exactly what we took. We took the over in that game. It was at one twenty two, and we had, it's now down to one twenty one and a half in some spots. I think it's a buy low spot. I really do. I keep I kept saying that, but uh, I I found you out hiding out over in Max Wager. Yep, thought the farm was canceled. No, no. No, about to get on Indeed and find a job. Not that. My God, we don't want anything wanna, but that. We don't want to drive you into the workforce. Holy shit! Um, yeah, that's that. And I, I thought I think our favorite total. I know we agreed on a couple. Our favorite play, I think, was the Binghamton Vermont under. Because mm-hmm. I know that us two and Chris King all like the under. I just don't know how Binghamton's going to score anything in this game. Nope, nope. That so is, that's I think that's my favorite under on the show that we did with Allie, it's going to be that Vermont Binghamton game. Cause even if Vermont scores 80, I'm not sure Binghamton gets to 55. Right. Somebody so, wants to, somebody wants to know how we ended up on picks and parlays. That's a great question. And the, uh, the answer is above my pay grade. I don't know. Uh, the answer is, is there is some synergy between our two companies. There's some uh, cross, uh, some, some cross ownership. So it was kind of a natural fit once we uh, decided to kind of uh, merge with Picks and Parlays and turn it into the Max Wagers Network. So that's the answer. Is that's why we've got everybody's going to be under the Max Wagers umbrella. So yeah, we're excited. If the farm was canceled, we'd have to watch. We'd have to watch Mitch yell at us. No, not good. James, it's always about politics. Always. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's business. It's not. It's not so much politics I, I as joking. business, yeah, but it's. Many things are about politics. So, mm-hmm. um, anything else stand out from the show we did? We did. We did the. We did a couple of Miak games, <laughs> and uh, uh, every, everyone's favorite Miak games. Uh, I know both of us liked the over in the Norfolk game because we thought Norfolk might score eighty. Mm-hmm. Or actually, no. I think you like the under. Actually, Chris and I like the over. Right. Right. Okay. Um, trying to think of the other ones. Um, I know we talked about the Coppin State game. Uh, we both like the over. Yep. Uh, when we did the recording, it was 149 and a half. And I told Chris, it's definitely going to go to 150. It's at 150 right now. Each of the two regular season meetings had at least 160 points. Totals 150. I get the numbers for both teams are hideous, but the pace, both teams are top 50. And both teams can't stop anybody. So I like the over 150 when the two previous meetings had 160 plus. Hey, you buying this? Uh, you buying this Butler resurgence? This team that's covered six of their last eight. It looks, actually, looks like you're catching a pretty fair number with Xavier at six. Is that uh, I actually a little think bit Butler's of an, alive to win the game? Yeah, a little bit of an okey doke there. You think? No, I think I think Butler's alive to win the game. It's it's not even because they're any good. I'm just anti Xavier. I've <laughs> been watching Xavier for the last couple of weeks. 
I saw them get buried by St. John's a couple of games ago. They got absolutely torched. And Bing, and of course, Butler's a team that loves to slow the pace down. They will slow the game to a crawl, and Xavier's more of an up-tempo team. I do think that if Butler can't control the pace, and if they can force Xavier into the half court, this game will be more competitive than people think. All right, very good. In my opinion. Uh, how do we like UTEP tonight? The Miners. That's what we're mining for. Uh, I was going to say something about their age and tying it into minors, but I just kind of... I could have uh, done that too, but... I, I kind of... Yeah, I couldn't really put it together right. Well, I'm assuming most of the players are still underage when it comes to drinking. That's so, right. They're made made up of uh, made up of people over 21. It's the minors, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, This is a game... UTEP took care of business in, back in January. The only time they met Old, Old Dominion, they won by eight. A, uh, what was the score in that game? 78-70. They were a okay. four-and-a-half-point dog. I'm asking because the total is 126 and a half. Yeah, so the first game landed 148. Um, and Old Dominion shot, Jesus Christ, Old, Old Old Dominion shot 31%. My goodness. They shot 31% from the field, 6.7%. They were one for 15 from three. Did that go to overtime? Oh. Uh, they still got the 70 with those numbers. Almost had to have, right? I have to assume. I have to assume so. I don't have it. They took. Uh, if it didn't go to overtime, then I mean, I'm auto taking the over. Took, <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't took, know how you can have 148 with one team shooting about 31 percent, and yet took 100 totals at 126. They took 120 shots, so maybe not. Uh, I'm looking it up right now. So, give me your thoughts on this one. Well, uh, well, I have it right here. Let me just see if it went to overtime really quickly. Uh, it did. Okay. However. Okay. It went to overtime, and they had 22 points in overtime. So you're looking at exactly One, 126. Yep. Damn it. Wow. Yep. Way, to, way to really be a pain in the ass. Um, yeah, I like, I'm going to go with UTEP. Yeah, I like UTEP there as well. Set it and forget it. Old Dominion is a team that has really struggled offensively all season long. They're also a paint-drying team. They just slow the game down a lot. Mm-hmm. But UTEP has actually been surprisingly good in conference play, 11-7. and seven. Old Dominion, 8 and 10. I'm going to take the Miners. If I recall, that arena down there in Frisco is one of those weird ones where they like block off half of it because it's a big, it's, you know, it's a big, it's a, it's a big football field. Yeah. So keep an eye on the totals there too um, and how, and how they tend to skew because I think that could be a situation where you might want to play the under. Yeah. Um, anybody else? Well, it could be because that's another good example where you saw that in a live time where you look at the previous meeting and then you blindly take the over, context matters. So if you go to overtime and in regulation it lands at 126, suddenly this total makes a lot more sense. Now, I will say with those teams shooting like that and just landing 126, there has to be some positive regression coming or progression. If you, well, if you'd you assume prefer. so, but you just mentioned the actual arena in Frisco and right. how that could lead to an under. Yeah, that and, and that definitely could too. Uh, Polly Pulvito says, I like, uh, me likes Penn State under, uh, generally speaking, that's probably a good thing to do, um, against the, as long as Penn State's not at home, which they're not cause it's a neutral, right. Then I feel like you have to be tempted by an under cause that team on the road is brutal. The Gophers, um, yeah, they've put, they've put up, what do they put up? They put up 58, 55 and 61 in their last three road games. Again, not a true road game. I get it, but. Uh, this is a Minnesota team that is playing some 
dreadful basketball last night, right now. They covered against Wisconsin. Kind of that came out of nowhere and uh, beat North. I'm Wisconsin. sure they were also dreadful last night in practice. So uh, don't worry. I would I would imagine. I Penn State under there. Yeah. I think I just like Penn State. Yeah, I think that's the way I would go too. I I don't have any confidence in this Minnesota defense not to just fucking give up eighty. I've seen Penn State's offense at times look decent. Minnesota, for the most part, has been a lost cause. I'll tell you one thing, though. Bronco Devil saying how it's funny that Nebraska's 13th in the Big Ten. Yeah, the math doesn't really check out in the Midwest. But am I wrong for kind of liking Nebraska plus the points tonight? No. No, I think that's... I think that's Because I know that Northwestern's that. the better team. But Nebraska beat Ohio State and Wisconsin mm-hmm. the last two games. Four and a half? It's a little bit much to be laying with an, on a neutral with Northwestern, I, especially with current form. I get for an overall season perspective, Nebraska's brutal, but you beat two ranked teams in the span of a week leading up to this thing. They might be undervalued at four and a half. Louisville got anything for Virginia tonight, buddy? Louisville uh, plus six. The tricky part is that they just played each other in the final regular season game. Mm-hmm. How do you usually feel about the immediate rematch? I don't really care. I, I okay. don't. I, I look at it as a completely separate entity. Now, what I do look at is both of those games ended in double-digit wins for the Hokies. So, I mean, for the, mean for for the, the Cavaliers. Cavaliers. So, it would appear that they give this team problems. Plus, it's a Louisville team that's five and fifteen against teams against the number against teams with a winning record. So, I don't. Uh, that's not a great trend for me. I'm probably not going to get involved personally. If I had to, I would lean Virginia. Yeah, I I agree. The total's tricky because it's at 122. First game landed 116. Second game landed 132. Mm -hmm. So I don't really have any thoughts on the actual total there. I think it's Virginia or pass. Louisville dominated yesterday. They won handily. But now you start the back-to-backs and you have to wonder about fatigue while Virginia had extra time to prep, I think it matters. I do, too. I do, too. James Mouse reminds us that uh, Nebraska is 0-2 against Northwestern and Bronco Delgado. Well, Nebraska Ch- sucks. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not, trying to tell you, I'm not trying to tell you they're a good team. But I am wondering how much of this spread is based on Nebraska's overall season as opposed to recent form. That's my main point. Agreed. Uh, Bronco Devil says it's hard to beat a team three times. Yeah, we go through this every <laughs> damn day. Every damn day, man. Groovy Caps says, uh, bet 500 on the under in the Air Force game. Hope it comes in. Me too. No pressure. Um, if Air Force plays at their usual pace and Utah State kind of tries to match the pace, all I'm going to say is first team to 50 wins. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Well, bud, you uh, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Well, we took we uh, we've bitched about it enough today. You guys know how we did on the farm, so it's time to time to start a new streak. Well, we had three in a row. Hit, we hit, bet a, we bet on the Seahawks on the land. Yeah, we must hit, be out of our damn mind. We hit Thursday, Friday, Monday. So um, time to start a new streak here. We like we like those streaks when they get up to six or seven. We don't like them when they end at three. But uh, you know what? It does what it does. So uh, let's do it. Let's find out who it is. David Good, welcome, buddy. Welcome. You found us. Congratulations. All right, hopefully tomorrow it's going to be easier because I am ideally I'm going to have us on the Max Wagers uh, YouTube channel, the Picks and Parlays YouTube channel, and the Winners and Winers YouTube channel. So for some reason, 
I thought I had it set up today. Apparently, the link with the YouTube channel of Winners and Winners isn't quite ready. So anyway, uh, tomorrow's another day. Thanks for finding us. I appreciate everybody that did uh, get out their treasure map and uh, head to the big X and locate us. So thanks very much. We appreciate the extra effort. So let's uh, let's find out who it is, Scott. Let's. It's time to put on our new. I got some new. Uh, did you get your new overalls with the uh, Max Wagers logo? I, I did. I'm I'm waiting for the hat. Okay, fair enough. Uh, it's time to put on your new Max Wagers logo. Um, overalls get your straw hat on climb aboard your john deere get the keys out fire that bad boy up it's the hump day edition of bet the farm all right scott speaking of uh, games that are uh, right down the road from you what do we got today so we're going to look at a game in msg between depaul and st john's and we like the over 154 they played twice in the regular season. Each meeting had at least 173 points. They played a couple weeks ago. Game landed 193. St. John's ranks number one in offensive tempo, according to Ken Palm. DePaul ranks 86th, so I expect a track meet to break out. Plus, both teams pretty good offensively. St. John's ranks 86th in offensive efficiency. DePaul ranks 103rd. And to go through the defense of these teams recently, uh, not good. DePaul has allowed 83 points per game in each of its last three games, or in each in th- its last three games, sorry. And St. John's has allowed 82.8 points per game in its last four games. When you're looking at a total in the 150s, you typically need one team to get to 80. The problem here is that both of these teams can get to 80. So I think there's several ways you can win. I'm going to take the over. All right, very good. That's going to do it for our Bet the Farm play for this beautiful Wednesday. Good luck to you guys. We appreciate you guys finding us again. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to share and tell your friends all that good stuff because we will do this each and every day. So don't forget to check out not just our show, but everybody else on the great Max Wagers Network. Basically, it's wall-to-wall programming from about noon Eastern all the way through about 6, 7 o'clock Eastern. So you can just... Just set it on, just set it in the background, or sit there and intently watch and take notes. Either way, you're going to be good. So we appreciate you guys. Uh, As always, we will do this once again tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Scott and I will do our very best to help everybody out there to head back to the window. Take care, everybody. We'll see you then.